Gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks this morning that we can be here today, that we can look at your word in the Bible, that it can help us to understand how to be renewed, how to be refreshed, and how to be revived. O Lord, I pray today that your Holy Spirit will be upon us and that we may hear your word afresh and anew for us. We pray this in your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Now, a number of years ago, uh, Annette and I decided that it would be a really good idea to buy some sharp knives, a good set of kitchen knives. You know, and and we all have our favourite knives. Annette's is those little small ones. My hand's too big to use those little small ones when you're chopping up things, so I love the good chef's knife. Has anybody got good sets of knives in their house? Isn't it wonderful when you've got a nice sharp knife and you cut into something and it cuts it really well? But see, the thing is, even, you know, and we spent quite a bit of money on these knives, but, you know, a little bit of use, a little bit of time, guess what happens? They're blunt, they're no longer sharp, you know. You've got this really, you've spent all this money and you're cutting it and you're going, what's happening? Well, see, knives get blunt, they get dull. And what do you have to do? You have to sharpen them, don't you? You have to get that sharpness, you have to get that edge back on there. It was funny because I heard this story of a customer that bought a really good set of knives and, and wrote back to the company that after a few uses, they were blunt. The company wrote back to them and said, you know what you need to do, you need to sharpen them. And that's what we need to do in our lives. The same is true for us. So often we're sharp at times, yet over time and over use and over the life, we get dull and we get blunt. We need to sharpen the edge of our life. We need to sharpen our Christian faith. See, no matter how old or how young you are, no matter whether you're a new Christian or an old Christian, Christian has been there for as long as you can remember, no matter whether you're in full-time ministry like me or, or you just come along each week or you come once or so often, we all need to renew. We need to refresh. We need to revive our spiritual lives. We need to restore our faith in Jesus. Now, there is a difference between, and and I'm going to draw this parallel again and again about sharpening these knives. See, there's a difference when we want to renew a knife, when when we want to refresh a knife, and when we want to revive a knife. See, we renew a knife when it becomes slightly dull and from use. You kind of, it's called stropping, you you know, you go backwards and forwards and the edge just comes back up again. You don't need to do too much. It's there, it's constantly used, it's been looked after. But see, even in our spiritual life, even if we've got a great spiritual life, we still need to renew the edge, the sharpness that we have. We need to renew our faith. And so we're going to talk a bit about renewing our spiritual edge today. Then we talk about the knife that's been, you know, you've used it, you used it, you've been chopping onto bricks and all sorts of, and it's really blunt. You know, you, you, you get it out and you, there's a tomato and all you do is squish it. 
You, you, you know those kind of knives? They're the blunt ones. So, you know, they need to be refreshed. You need to come out and you need to actually get the edge back again. You need to work a little bit harder and, and actually get it back and get all of those nicks and dents and kind of things out of there. It's been blunted. And then the, you've got the knife that's been sitting in the back of the drawer because it's been slightly bent, it's rusted, it's dull as anything. But guess what? It's still a knife, isn't it? And you can actually revive that knife. It's been neglected, but if you work, you can get rid of the rust, bring it back into a nice shine, and you can actually kind of get it where you straighten it out, make it work, get it nice and sharp. That's reviving it. And so we need to learn how to refresh ourselves when we become blunt. But we also need to learn how to revive ourselves when we become neglected and rusted and broken and bent. This is for our lives, spiritual lives, emotional lives, all of these things. These are important for us. See, God created each and every one of us beautifully and wonderfully. And his intention was to have this wonderful close relationship with our, for us to have this wonderful close relationship with our God. And no matter who you are, you are special to God. And God wants that spiritual edge, that sharpness to be in your life. He doesn't want you to be dull. He wants you to be sharp. He wants to be useful. He wants you to cut through things. But how do we do this? How do we renew our faith? How do we refresh our faith? How do we revive our faith? These are the big questions for us. And there may even be questions that you are asking yourself. This is what we need to do. The first is, we need to seek God's rest and then we will find ourselves renewed. Can you kind of see why I'm coming out of holidays this kind of time and talking about rest and renewal and sharpness? See, one of the most important and, and commonly re- neglected areas of our, our overall health is this. We often neglect rest. It's essential for good health. It provides good immunity, it fights disease and illness, it allows us to concentrate better, it allows us to be more physically fit, and it gives us a good emotional well-being, and it also helps us with our spiritual life as well. Rest is incredibly important. See, Jesus actually worked out, not out of a place of hurrying, not out of a place of worrying, but out of a place of rest. In Mark 6, verses 31, it says, Then Jesus said, Let us go off by ourselves to a quiet place and and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. Have you ever found yourself in that space when you're so busy with life that you keep on adding more and more and more things in and you forget to get to that point? You know, you might be working in a job or you might just be busy doing stuff and it gets to the point you lunchtime's gone you haven't stopped you haven't eaten and it keeps on going and then you wonder why at three o'clock in the afternoon you're getting really angry and really short with people it's because you haven't rested you haven't had that time you see we live in a 24 7 culture now don't we We've got mobile phones, we've got the internet, we've got 
content on TV, on radio, and all these sort of things coming and allowing us to be connected and, and accessible and always there. For some people, actually just waking up in the morning, the first thing they need to do is check who's message who and find out what's going on in the world. See, the thing is, when we think about this, we need to move away from being so busy all the time. Instead of trying to squeeze every second out of the day with work and activities and everything else, we need to find some space. We need to find some space for rest. With all these efficiencies in our life, with all these things that are meant to save us time, the problem is that we, because of this, we add more and more in and we, it, it's, we spread ourselves thinner and thinner. And by the end of the day, we are so thinly spread out that there's nothing left. And the TV and everything else starts to tell us that all we need to do is take a supplement. All we need to do is drink more coffee. All we need to do is get an energy drink and you'll be able to have wings and fly. But we know that's not true. Doing more isn't the answer. The answer is rest. See, God called us as, as human beings to actually take a Sabbath. God actually establishes the Sabbath because he knows our need for rest. And he knows our need for worship. He knows our need to become spiritually renewed. It's important for us. So what, did, what does scripture say? What is the Sabbath? We are going all the way back to, to the very beginning of the Bible, back to Genesis 2. Chapter 2, verse 2, and it says, On the seventh day God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. The word Sabbath, it's a Hebrew word and it comes from intermission or a break or to cease and desist, to rest, to stop, to rest. God set the day apart for us from all other days to actually rest and rejuvenate, to renew ourselves. Instituted this day for us. God instituted this day for us so that we may be able to rest and and renew ourselves in God's love. Now in society, the words like burnout and workaholic are things that have become um, almost normal, isn't it? We need to... in our weekly, on a weekly basis, take time to restore and refresh ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. We need to actually take time and rest. Because God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his works of creation. How important is it for us to actually find that spiritual renewal in the rest. We need to set some time apart for God on a daily basis to renew ourselves. Through reading the Bible, through prayer, 
See, this is the heart of the Sabbath. This is what God is saying about resting. To reject this spiritual Sabbath principle is to really is for our own detriment. God wants us to be recharged, to be renewed, to be sharp once again. You know, further on, and just say so you, you know that this is an important aspect of, of God's ministry for us, of God's work within the world. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 28. It says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary, and carry heavy burdens, and I will, what, what will God do? Give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. It's it's so important for us to understand that the word weary means that those who are tired, who are exhausted, those who have crammed so much into their lives that they need the rest. It describes a person who comes home, sits in front of the TV and then puts the remote in their hand, turns on their favourite show and promptly does what? Falls asleep. I know that I've done that myself. And it's something that we need to start to work against. How do we find the rest that we can only find in God? It's not enough just to know the words of Jesus here, to have Jesus rest to to let him burden your worries, but to actually pray and actually bring those to God is what we need to let it happen. And that way we will renew ourselves. We'll renew that edge. So I'm talking about those people who are spiritually, you know, pretty good. You know, we've got it there, got it going. We need to daily Renew that edge. Each time you go and get a knife, even if you think it's sharp, you should just run it along the sharpener just so when you go to use it, it's perfectly sharp, does its job. And that's the same for us. You're sharp, but you just want that edge to make you really great. We also need to. Now, if if you're a little bit, you know, a bit worse for wear, and some of us at times are a bit more worse for wear than others, then what we need to do is to refresh ourselves. We need to refresh our minds. So if you've got rust on your knife, you need to refresh it, get rid of it. You know, it's that kind of thing. If there's a bit of dings and dents in it, you've got to get that back in again in the knife. We need to refresh ourselves. Refresh, and the, the best way for us to really refresh ourselves, if we've become spiritually dull and blunt, is to refresh our minds. See, from our minds, our activity and outward behaviour starts to flow. So let's go to scripture, let's go to the Bible, and let's see what Romans 12, verse 1 says. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is true. This is truly the way to worship him. 
Do not copy the behaviour and customs of the world, but let God transform you, refresh you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God change the way you think. Refresh our minds. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, letting God transform our minds is just what is needed to actually refresh us spiritually. You know, if you haven't read the Bible in a while, how do you know the will of God for your life? Get back and refresh your mind with something that is going to encourage you. If, you, if you're wondering why you can't worship God with all your heart and soul and mind, it's maybe because you haven't been listening to music that has been uplifting you and spiritually uplifting you. We all at times, and I want to be honest with you, we all at times are in need of refreshing our minds, of bringing us back to what God wants us for. You know, when your mind is refreshed, your body follows as well. When you're spiritually refreshed, you become physically refreshed. You know, the world will... The world will make you blunt. The world will put dings and dents on you. You know, it, it's, it's like taking this knife and, and you know, grinding on things at time. When you go to use it, if it hasn't been refreshed, if it hasn't been brought back to bare metal and, and sharp again, then you can't do what you were intended to do. We need to get our minds back into gear. We need to be able to come back into scripture and refresh ourselves. So if you haven't been reading your Bible, if you haven't been having those spiritual times, then I encourage you to refresh your mind in the Holy Word of God. The Apostle Paul tells us not to allow the world around us to change us from the outside, but to actually let what is happening on the inside of what God's word has come and been planted inside you to refresh you. In Philippians 4 verse 8 and verse 9 it says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true and honourable and right and pure and lovely and admirable Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting them into practice, all you, le- all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. This is refreshing your mind. It's like renovating. It's building and cleaning up and building a new place for you. It refreshes us. Daily we should be opening up the word of God. Daily we need to be asking the Holy Spirit to guide us in our thoughts and in the actions that we are to do. So some of us may just need to be renewed. Some of us may need to be refreshed. But some of us may have really been battered. You know, life has got in the way of, of really becoming close to God and spiritually there. And, we, you know, we're dinged, we're bent, we're rusty, we're out of shape. We, you know, in, in the spiritual sense, we're not good for anything at the moment. 
And that's when we need to revive ourselves. We need to revive ourselves through godly fellowship. And this may actually seem like an incredibly simple, but it's actually probably one of the biggest life-changing things for us. But it's also incredibly hard. Because to open up with other fellow believers about what's happening in your life and going on can be difficult and challenging and confronting. Fellowship helps us face life's problems by providing support and encouragement of other Christians. The church is actually meant to be a place where we experience in-depth relationships and lifelong friends. So let's just go back to this knife illustration that I've been using all throughout this talk. If we need to revive the knife because it's neglected and damaged, the knife is rusty, bent, then we really need to get some work happening on it, don't we? To bring it back into that sharp state. But if your life is rusty, is damaged, maybe it's bent out of shape, then you need spiritual revival. You may need emotional revival. You may need physical revival as well. And there is no better place for this revival than in godly fellowship with other believers. You see, in in a trusted and, and spiritually mature Christian fellowship, the rust in our lives can be removed when we open up. And part of that opening up and praying about it with other believers and asking for help and encouragement is cleaning that rust off. Maybe you've got dents in your life. Maybe you're bent out of shape about something. Then wise counsel and guidance from trusted believers and followers of Christ will help you straighten out because when two or three come together in prayer about a certain, certain thing, then God is there in the midst and God will change your life. See, every Christian needs to be around other Christians, especially those who are more established in their faith. This is the greatest way to learn how to be a Christian, by imitating those who've been following God for much longer than yourself. See, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, and you should, this is Paul speaking, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. See, the really, the big believers, those who have been in the faith and following Christ and their patterns of behaviour have been so entrenched on following God, then we actually look at what they are doing and we can start to imitate them because they're imitating Christ. If you want to see who Christ is, See the believers that have been following God for that length of time. And I, I want to share with you this, this, this proverb from Proverb 27, verse 17, because this really drives home what it means for us. As a Christian fellowship, as coming together, why it is so important for us to come together, because as iron sharpens iron, and that's how you sharpen your, your knives, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend 
sharpens a friend. That is, in essence, what it means to be in Christian fellowship. I don't want to just leave it there, but let's just go to Hebrews 10, uh, verse 24 and 25, and it says this, let us, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. See, this is so important for us to come together as a Christian fellowship here in worship, as a Christian fellowship in, in, in Bible studies, in life groups, so that we can start to revive our faith together. Fellowship was and still is necessary for Christians to grow in his or her walk with the Lord. So if you want to resharpen your life, to revive our spiritual lives. Just as iron sharpens iron, we need to hang out with other believers in Christ. Being in fellowship will encourage you, it will challenge you, it will bring you into fellowship with other Christians and it will sharpen your own spiritual work. So, if your life is in need of spiritual renewal, or just some plain old-fashioned help, then meeting together in fellowship, in worship each week will continue to encourage you and grow you. Meeting together in our life groups will strengthen you and shape you and sharpen you. Praying and reading your Bible together will increase your understanding and deepen your spiritual walk with God. So if you're feeling a bit dull, if your spiritual life is lacking, maybe, maybe you're feeling it's hard to connect with God, then you need to sharpen your life because we need to refresh yourself daily by reading the Bible and praying because we need to refresh our minds with the will of God for our lives because we need to revive ourselves through the fellowship with other believers. So let us just pray together. Let us just ask God to, to renew, to refresh and to revive us. O oh, gracious, loving God, today we ask that you renew our faith, you refresh our faith, that you revive our faith. O oh, Lord, if there have been times when we have felt a bit dull spiritually, a bit bent out of shape, a bit rusty, help us to be renewed and restored. Help us to be refreshed, to be sharp. Help us to be revived, to be what we were once again. May we truly be the followers of Jesus Christ and may our spiritual lives be sharp. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.